Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. This week on Horror Movie Night, it's a vacation. It's all we've ever wanted. I just had to get away. And while most vacations are meant to be spent alone, we'll be spending this one with our friends for a slumber party massacre. Two. Adam spent the week without us. (laughs) Adam spent the week without us and thought he'd forget. Scott spent two weeks without us and still hasn't forgotten yet. And I'm running around with a guitar drill, just plunging it into the flesh of horny teens. Stick around because things are going to get hot, wet, and wild on horror movie night. I appreciate that your write-up was basically just a go-go song. Vacation's all I ever wanted. Vacation had to get away. You know, Adam, when you... Sing song lyrics. You sound like you're on a bender. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know you're sober right now. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't I know do. shit. I, I, okay. I, I just sound like your dad. One of these days. One of these days, I want to buy like Adam sings your favorite hits because like <laughs> I could be your Adam Brody. Uh, I'm pretty sure if we bought that, it would be a waste of money because we're just going to hear it on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Summer Party Massacre 2, I managed to have even shorter notes than Spookies. <laughs> <laughs> All I wrote was, uh, Courtney is the little sister of the survivor of the first movie. Her sister's in a mental hospital while she's in a female rock band. 
her and her band go to a condo for the weekend, and a driller killer with a guitar drill shows up and murders the girls and their boyfriends, sometimes through song and dance, until it's eventually revealed to be all a dream. Love it. <laughs> I I guess, but I have a lot of questions. I have a this. lot of questions. I have a lot of answers. I, yes, thank God. Somebody. I this movie. I, I think. Uh, I think Scott will back me up on this one. This movie is so much better than the original Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, yeah. The first Slumber Party Massacre is shit. Scott, you're actually the reason that I've even seen these movies. I'm not sure if you remember. Because I bought them for you. Yes, you did. It was my 29th birthday gift. You uh, bought me the Slumber Party Massacre collection. Listen, I can't take it in medieval times, but I can definitely send you Slumber Party Massacre. I never saw the first Slumber Party Massacre. You weren't missing much. Is there any explanation for what the fuck is happening in this movie that I'm missing from not having seen that one? No. No, this movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's kind of like trying to take the... Okay, so the original Slumber Party Massacre... Uh, also, Slumber Party Massacre is kind of a feminist-leaning uh, slasher franchise, which is, well, at least the first two. I, I, I saw the third one, but it was so fucking bad that I can't even remember. And I watched it this year. I just can't remember how what, what it was. It was just pretty bad. Um, but anyway, the original Slumber Party Massacre, the, the screenplay was heavily rewritten, but it was supposed to be a feminist take on all of the slasher killer movies that had happened in... Well, the first glut of slasher killer movies is like 70, 78 to 80, I believe. And so Summer Party Massacre came out in 1980 or 81. The, the, it was written by a woman, and it was supposed to be a send-up, like a quasi-serious, quasi-funny send-up of basically like stupid girls getting killed in horror flicks. And so it was supposed to be like really outlandish and over-the-top, and like these girls were, oh, let's get into our bras and panties and it, so it's like doing lip service to all the stupid shit that male writers and directors put the women through in the first round of slasher movies from the late 70s, early 80s, but then turning it on its head in certain ways. But I've never read the original screenplay. I don't know if it's out there. I should probably do some research on that because I'd love to read it. But um, it was rewritten heavily, and I feel like a lot of the humor was lost in the on the cutting room floor. So the second one, in my opinion, is a truer successor to the original film's um, spirit of the original film. And that's why I love it. It's very funny. It's very tongue-in-cheek. But it also is really, really copping popularity of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, in my opinion. Especially when the blonde drummer, like her, she gets that big zit and then her face explodes all over the, the main girl. That is straight Nightmare on Elm Street. That's a Freddy killer right there beyond that like this movie is not to be taken seriously at all like they did the 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 helpful exposition where they have cut scenes from the original film where the driller killer like is coming after the sister of the the girl who finally kills the driller killer in the first one Uh, but it fucks them both up so bad that the older sister is in an asylum and the younger sister is like, God, I got PTSD. And so the way that I took it was that she is in the asylum too. You know, it's, she's, it's not that she went and killed all of her friends thinking that the driller killer was coming after them. I think that she just doesn't have any friends, <laughs> which is much bleaker in my opinion. So wait, every single part of this movie then is in her imagination? Yeah, none of this happened. I, in my opinion, I, I, that's the way I took it was that none of these people are real. They're just made up by her. 
And then she's like chilling with her sister in the sane asylum. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, I, but I mean, it doesn't matter whether or not she those things those friends got killed or not because this movie is all about set pieces and jokes <laughs> and it's mu- awesome. music videos. Dude, yes. Um, so when I said that I've watched this movie three times this year, I actually mean I've watched it two and a half times because I watched it for the first time, I think, in the spring, maybe early summer, and then I watched half of it. And by half of it, I mean I skipped over all the stupid exposition, watched the music videos three times a piece, and then watched the end chase scene. So that counts as two and a half. And then I watched it again for this. It's hard to get sick of this movie because it's so fun. The girls look like they like each other. If, if Spookies is an example of all the characters being so confusing why those characters are thrown together, this movie is the exact opposite because of all the slasher killer movies where the friends get killed and, and the, the survivor girl's like, oh my god, my friends are getting murdered. This one makes sense because they actually like each other. And the, it, their energy on, on screen is just so good. I love it. And, and they actually quasi know how to play guitars and drums it's really fun like it's just so fun this movie is so fun uh and also i have to get it out here i don't know if most people get how funny this movie is because they have a playboy playmate in this movie who signed a no nudity clause so every girl except for her shows their boobs which has to be an intentional joke it's like an in joke but it's it's definitely a joke which one was it it's the girl who washes the car with her boyfriend in the in the bikini and the she was the the, the guitar player in the band like the, oh, okay. the guitar player all right uh yeah you know you're right you're right this movie is a ton of fun like i can't i can't fault it for for really a whole lot other than just its confusing nature and leaving me with a lot of questions. But this isn't something where I'm really going to spend a lot of time to ponder over it and be like, hmm, yes, no, that's, I really need answers on that. I'm like, I don't care. Some guy's just killing people with a big drill fucking guitar thing. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> nothing I love it. his song. His, like, the song that he's like running after her playing is just so great. This movie is just, I can't get over how much fun this film is. Like, I don't gush over a whole lot of movies. Well, uh, I take that back. I gush over all the movies that we talk about that are good. But I feel like my level of appreciation of this movie is up there with our appreciation of Mathilda May's face. It's just beautiful. It's perfect and beautiful. <laughs> and, and we should probably edit out how much I love this movie. But I only have one note that wasn't me writing up any plot outline. And I... I re- Oh yeah, no, I I rocked through that in literally 30 seconds. I'm hoping that this is something that Adam also brings up in his notes, but uh, all it says is, um, so what's up with that dude wearing almost nothing sleeping in an all-neon room? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's female wish fulfillment, just like most horror films are male wish fulfillment, because most guys that watch horror movies have no game and so they want to kill the girls in their lives this movie is like she's like oh i just want a boyfriend let me imagine him wearing next to nothing also that is the tamest like wake up from sex ever and then get killed i love this movie maybe i'm reading too much into it because i appreciate the the concept too much but i'm pretty sure i'm not reading into it do you guys think that drill guitar is a metaphor for anything (laughs) it's a metaphor for a dick <laughs> so can we? Uh, all right, we're, so we're he, probably reading into that a little. So, so here's no, something listen, I've been wait, wondering wait, while watching Matt, this. Okay, you go with your thing. <laughs> because this, if Adam's gonna make fun of me for the, the the phallic imagery, let's just remind him 
how clueless he was to the drug imagery in brain damage. <laughs> brain damage, but yes. Brain damage. Brain damage. So, so here's Wait, the... you guys, this movie's about drug addiction? <laughs> oh, this blows my mind right now. Uh, also, it when blo- he did blows not... my mind. Go ahead, Max. Sorry. I was going to say, also, <laughs> also, you know, that time that he didn't know that Candyman had any allusions to racism. <laughs> <laughs> No, the one time he went to to see Tony Todd talk about Candyman and didn't realize there was going to be people being like, so uh, what do you think about the racist undertones of Candyman? Uh, I think that those all got discussed 20 years ago. We don't need to bring it up. Uh, So one of the things I was wondering as I watched this movie, is there anything that, that really makes a drill drill gun guitar set up a practical weapon of Kelly to kill people with because no, there's because this this her her killer isn't a practical killer this is true i'm just like watching this i'm like hey i don't think that it's very easy to run with that thing like i feel like anybody could run away from you that's it's probably not a light thing to carry also you have to have it on all the time for the drill to be at its maximum ability to do damage so people can hear you from like forever away <laughs> like, <laughs> like, listen he's playing guitar out of fucking <laughs> i don't think that stealth is really one of his powers he also does song and dances once in a while so oh man i love i love that character he might be one of the most underrated slasher killers is Survivor Girl going to one day write a song from his perspective? The fact that we haven't already, the fact that I haven't made it a priority to make a Slumber Party Massacre 2 song, it's on my long list, but it, it just didn't make it into captive audience, really, is, is the, the problem. I think that I need to go back and just kind of reassess my whole life because I haven't made a song about Slumber Party Massacre 2. According yet. to IMDb, there's a band called The Everdeads who wrote an album called Slumber Party Massacre 2. You know, I, I got disappointed for a second, but then I know that's going to be shit. It's going to be awful music. And it's going to be like them trying to hide behind their pastiche to, to, to make an album. Like, I get it. Nobody's going to be as good as Survivor Girl. I get it. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying what everybody's thinking. <laughs> yeah, listen, you guys rock my nuts. <laughs> that band is. Hey, can we talk about the fact that the music in this movie were so, was so good, but I don't think any of it was original. I know for a fact that the two songs the girls play are actually by other bands. So um, I was kind of disappointed by that, but I got over it because the songs are awesome. Uh, the songs are pretty awesome throughout this movie. I think the only original music would have been that blonde chick song that she was writing about pies in the sky. That was probably yeah. some yeah. somebody's failed seventh grade song that they were. Yeah, I'm guessing that one isn't somebody who got paid money. Just guessing. Um, okay, I have, you know, that box thing that I used to watch the movies. It's got a description of this movie. And uh, I'm really, I'm really confused by just one particular word that they use in this in this description. Can I read it to you? Sure. All right. So it goes, uh, it all makes sense right till the end. So it goes, Courtney, the sister of a survivor from the first movie, and the members of her rock band go to a condo for the weekend to play music and have fun with their boyfriends. That all makes sense, right? That's That's what's going on. Courtney's dreams are of her sister, who is in a mental institution, warning of having sex. And the dreams begin to spill into real life. 
threatening her Courtney and her friends as they begin experiencing an attrition problem. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. At all. Attrition is like the uh, it's like a, an act of it's like war, right? Like you wear them down through attrition, or like you know. I guess fight, that they're like trying to say that it's like the driller killer is taking them out one by one, and therefore it's att- attrition to the group. But that is just like that's like an I am fourteen and very smart kind of like. Yeah. Let me use this big word because I think I know what it means, but I'm not sure. Like I read, I read the description last night, and then I read it like three more times, and then I looked up the definition for attrition because I was like, "Am I remembering it wrong? This has nothing to do with this. This is so weird." That's what you get for buying a Chinese Android box with a <laughs> bunch of illegal movies on it. All right. Anyway, uh, do we want to maybe just jump notes or? Yes. Are the notes for Slumber Party Massacre of the Second. This uh, this is a, a stark. It's a all right. So the first part of this girl's dreams are like head and shoulders commercials, where it's just a dude with really luscious hair uh, on a football field, and then it breaks into like eighties schlockfest kind of like crazy wacky dreams. So that's a good like uh, the first half is probably Matt and Scott's dreams, and then the second half is probably my dreams. That's probably. <laughs> You guys, yeah, it's, that's... <laughs> of hunky football players, right? Like, yeah. Um, so you're gonna be, hair. yeah, with with nice quaffed feathered '80s hair. Uh, Scott, um, I know you said you're gonna do a song about uh, the Driller Killer, but you could always just do a cover of Tokyo Convertible. You could just <laughs> always do that, right? If I was gonna do it, I would do the song that they did in the uh, the garage. Him or it's him or whatever. That's my favorite song of the album or the of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, just bland new wave chick bands from the eighties. They're just not doing it for me. That's <laughs> just not my thing. I don't know. It's very nah. now the Go Go's that I can get behind. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so the 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 love interest in this movie looks like he's like thirty five. Like and when he says like oh not bad for a school day, I'm like oh what are you like the assistant gym teacher or something. <laughs> 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 you're not you're not going to this school are you like dude that's creepy you're a narc like you're definitely a plant what are you what are you doing here and then she gives it up like right away to him at the at that band practice starts making out with him uh over in the backyard against the fence um oh and then she's having a dream about him later and it's like <laughs> literal like porn music it's like like it's super porny <laughs> I would totally have sex to you making those the, that music just solo <laughs> yeah, yeah. acapella. I can't. I can't promise that someone else would be involved, but I could definitely sex myself to that music. Scott putting it in sex myself. Oh, Scott! Careful where you point that, that thing. Oh, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> So I can't, I didn't know, like, I, I didn't watch the first one. Right? So I was so confused. Like, is she seeing images from the first movie? Is she seeing uh, into the future? Is she getting visions of the future? Or is this all just random imagery uh, of nothing that has no context to anything that has or ha- will happen in this movie? The answer is yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a little bit of everything, <laughs> I guess. 
So if uh, if we were going on a road trip and a friend of mine screamed bloody fucking murder in the front seat of the car and said she saw her sister outside the door, like, I think we'd be turning that car around. I think road trip's over, guys. Like, <laughs> uh, going to the condo and having pillow fights is not that important. Come on now. Pillow fights <laughs> with champagne. Yes, yeah. Where they then cover the carpet in, in champagne. and. I, oh, man, baby. it's so great. They're like... <laughs> We're gonna go to my so my my whoever's condo and just trash the fucking thing. I was uh, thinking that no- too. There's something like we're just gonna wreck this fucking couch because fuck you and your friend and the carpet <laughs> and then like and then they're practicing on that carpet the next day in bare feet and the guys are dancing around and it's not squishy at all. Oh, man. That's really what broke my suspension and disbelief in Slumber Party Massacre 2. Yeah, that girl's parents are not getting their security deposit back on shit. Hey, did you realize that this was probably filmed in the same development as Return of the Living Dead Part 2? I I, I don't want to fact check. I just want to believe. Yeah, I want to believe. Um, Listen to believe, guys. (laughs) Do you believe? This is definitely going down in the annals as uh, (laughs) as uh, the 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 horror movie night episode with the most singing. Probably, more so than any of the musicals we watched. (laughs) Which is ironic. Um, We can start singing Sweeney Todd if you guys want. (laughs) No. No. So the old, the old blow up in the blow up doll in the bed scare prank. Yep, I remember my my <laughs> high school days. That's right up there with the uh, the old classic, the dildo in the cereal box prank. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, <laughs> Seriously, I thought that it was gonna be the give my arch nemesis a uh, tape that fries his girlfriend's ears when he can't get an erection. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the rape tape. Tape that rape. <laughs> Bro, it's a prank, bro. <laughs> Whoa, bro, that was just a prank. White power! White power, what'd you do to her? <laughs> <laughs> the, the best part about that is his name is like a Jewish last name. But it sounds yeah, like white yeah. power. Um, and, then, and then, like, I thought I thought that was the point of the blow-up doll. I thought it was like a prank or whatever that, that somebody had done to them. But then she's like, oh, that's gross. It looks like my brother was here. And then for the rest of the movie, they're playing with that blow-up doll. And I'm like, that probably oh, has brothers in it. <laughs> <laughs> that probably has excretions in it. Stop touching it. Ew. In in the short span of about three minutes, we get somebody dry fucking a standing lamp, uh, <laughs> peering directly into the camera and dancing. We get some synchronized line dancing. Uh, oh, have so a little, good. We have a little, little champagne fight. Uh, we get tits out bra snapping. And we get uh, ruining pillows and creating a gigantic mess. And these are all, I, I did ask my female friends, uh, all staples of a typical girls' night. That's absolutely. High school. 100%. High school boobs were involved High. in this, apparently. Uh, yeah, actually, actually, yeah, that's weird to think about. I hope they were 18. Um, I, I'm positive oh. they were like more like 28 when they did this film because they all look like they are the most hard-ridden high school seniors, if, if that's true then. Oh, especially the lead singer, the like slutty one of the bunch. Oof. But Oof. she's not slutty. She's like, she just looks twenty eight. I-, I love her. She's awesome. Well, I, I guess she's she not. Takes no shit, and she's awesome. She's not slutty. She's uh, it's what's his name? C J T J. What's his name? Is it C J? 
whatever, the guy that looks like um one of the Baldwins? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> he, he totally does. He looks like Adam Baldwin or something. Oh, that guy that guy chuckles the entire time that he has sex. The whole time they're having sex, he's like, oh, So he basically sounds like Joker or, or uh, 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 Jester from Puppet Master. I was going to say yeah. Goofy. <laughs> that sounds like an impression of fucking Goofy. Yeah, and then when he comes, he's like, oh, <laughs> so it's like having sex with the killer clowns from outer space uh, yeah i guess so i'll give you a cotton candy cocoon i don't know what that means that's about right. um, and then he finishes he's just like you're fantastic and he was like oh uh, no Ugh, gross it's not as bad at have you guys ever seen humongous Yes, I think I told you to watch it, right? Yeah, and fuck you. Or that, that was hideous. Terrible. That was hideous. It's different. Oh yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that we discussed Humongous at one point or another. Uh, but the, the very first like five minutes, they the 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 asshole jock dude and one of the girls bang, and he's like, or maybe they had earlier, and he's trying to get one last quickie in, and he is quite possibly a bigger dick than CJ in this movie. So that's your homework for this week, Adam. I have never seen Humongous. The only Humongous I know is Lord Humongous from Road Warrior. So are they – and then they're like out at the pool, right? And I'm I'm confused if this is still the same house. Like this is some 1% shit because it's this it expansive is. fucking pool area that looks like they're at a hotel. Like I was waiting for a waiter to show up and start serving them drinks. Like it was fucking gigantic. And then well, it's probably it was it was like in a lot on a uh, it was like a, a community pool I'm sure it's just that nobody was there because I think it's the off season or something it doesn't matter yeah yeah uh, there's a little bit of girl time pimple talk and now this I can relate to uh, got one just lurking under the surface I'm like oh preach it sister preach it <laughs> are you guys are you guys pickers or poppers come on everybody be honest come on popper. I am gagging just thinking about this, so <laughs> I am going to ask you to continue on to the next note. All right. That um, sounds like a picker to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a picker. No, I'm uh, fucking 33. I don't have pimples. Uh, <laughs> typical picker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are over halfway through this movie, and no one has died yet. I'm unhappy about that. Especially, I want CJ to die. That guy is so fucking annoying. So the she's in the tub and wa- like blood starts bubbling up through the water and I don't know what she's freaking out about. That's all part of being a woman, right? This I mean somebody should have had the talk with her by now. I can edit that. <laughs> <laughs> so the zit scene in the in the bathroom where she has that gigantic pimple thing on her face, like she looks like uh, the the brother from Basket Case or something. Like she looks so disfigured and fucked yeah. up. That scene is awesome and. <laughs> And it goes all in her mouth. And the, the the chick, she actually does like a really good job of like, like having like some gagging acting in there. She does a good job. I like that. Adam likes it when they act like they don't like it, apparently. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm into. It's a real power trip kind of thing. I like to, I have a Sleeping Beauty. Why don't like this movie? Because it empowers uh, women uh, too much. Listen, if you like Sleeping Beauty fetish, why weren't you gushing over that in Spookies a couple weeks ago? Uh, I was. I absolutely. I, I'm pretty sure I told you. You know, I am that guy. I'm the magician in the basement. That's me. 
That's my role on this podcast. <laughs> basement mu- musician. Musician? Scott's the basement musician. I'm the basement magician. Um, Matt's dealing with a lot of basement attrition. We're all, we're all, we're all, all on the same place. Point of order, point of fact is, we're all basement dwellers. Okay, let's keep going. So, cellar dwellers? The thriller kill- <laughs> we're all cellar dwellers, yes. Actually, I think I'm more of a castle freak. What do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, rest in peace, your penis. Oh, God, that was such a bad movie. Oh, Jeffrey Combs, what are you doing? Suddenly he's real, and my computer, my confusion is amplified by a factor of 12. Um, and then we get we start getting kills, but every kill is the exact same kill. I mean, he just drills them, right? That's I've seen Puppet Master. I know about Driller. I've seen these kills before. The one chick, she like the the drummer, right? Like she's in the living room and she's like trying to run away from him, and she's like uh uh like back and forth, and then he finally gets her like pinned up against a wall, but right to the left of her is an open doorway that she makes no move towards whatsoever. She just stands there and gets the shit drilled out of her. <laughs> Didn't me. I'm pretty and sure then, that was blood, not shit. Uh, well, um, we'll agree to disagree. I'm so full of shit that it's entirely backed up to my chest. So if you drilled me through there, I, any any part of my body, really. The music fair, the music video scene where they're like, he's like in that hallway and she's trying to get in the door and it's it's a literal music video, right? Like yeah. It just stops the movie to have a music video. And I didn't know what this movie was going to be about or what it was going to be like, but it, it cert- I wouldn't have guessed this. I was definitely not guessing this. This is strange. I want, and then he starts, he, he sings a, I Can't Get No Satisfaction is originally a Rolling Stone song, right? Correct. So he says one line from it, but I would have preferred that he did an entire cover of Devo's cover of, of the Rolling Stone. Oh, it's such a yeah. good cover! <laughs> <laughs> I can't get no satisfaction! <laughs> When I'm coming down the radio. Like, oh, man. I've been man, listening Devo's to a lot of Devo. Oh. Dude, are we not men? We are Devo. Um, okay, and then she welds him to death, and that's the end of the movie. But, like, I'm still, I'm still confused. Like, is she actually in an insane asylum? Because then it shows her there, but then the drill starts coming up through the floor. So that's not real life, right? Like, everything... Well, Scott... I, it's all left... Yeah, Scott, clear this up for me. Scott, quick question. You've seen yeah. part three, correct? Because I don't remember anything about part three. Does it, does it follow part two? Yeah, but I don't two? remember. Okay. I don't either. It, it, like, do, I don't remember anything. I feel like all three films like are connected by like the thinnest of, of uh, strings. And apparently there's, oh, absolutely. And apparently there's also two other sequels of Cheerleader Massacre and Cheerleader Massacre 2 that are listed as sequels to the Slumber Party Massacre movies, but I don't know how that works. What? Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? 
As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come, baby, come, and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. So let's jump into what we watched this week then. All right, who wants to start? Adam? I watched Nurse 3D uh, the other day, and that was one of the worst... F- oh, my. It was one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It was, That's saying a lot. You've seen a lot of shit, it, it, too. Dude, it really, really is. Um, it, it was as if a female version of Tommy Wiseau starred in a horror movie. She had this weird accent. She had no idea how to act. She was a wooden person. She it was, she was like she was an actual sociopath. And the plot of the movie made no goddamn sense either. Uh, like she's she's just this horrific, terrible human being. A lot of really gross shit happens. Like emotionally gross. Like I felt really dirty after watching it. And That's there's like no yeah man and like there's no resolution to anything that happens in it. Uh, I mean there's a ton of tits and. A ton more so bush than there are tits in this movie. She is bottomless for so much of this movie. She will go out of the, her way in a scene to put a shirt on and no pants, no panties, nothing. <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. No panties, no bra. No problem. <laughs> no problem. No panties, no bra. You got service. Um, yeah, so she just. It's just really uncomfortable to watch. And I guess the actress that played the nurse, she she actually sued the director when the movie came out for, like, ruining her career. But, I mean, watch the movie. Like, she's just god I don't awful. want to. She, she, no, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I take that back. Don't ever fucking watch this movie. I mean, it's on Netflix if you want to, but uh, don't, don't, don't come running to me when, when you're like <laughs> skeeved out and have to take a hot shower afterwards because it was nasty, nasty movie. Uh, there, it, a lot of this stuff takes place in a hospital, though, and there is a scene where somebody's getting surgery and they come in and they're fighting and they tackle each other onto the person that's getting surgery. And you just watch that person's like limp, naked body, like woo, like fly through the air. That was kind of funny. Um, and I mean, Matt might like it because there's a lot of kills with like surgical instruments and a lot of doctor-related kills. I do love so, that in my movies. Right? Movies Absolutely. Nice. It's it's it would be so bad that it's good because it is laughably bad. Like you can sit and laugh at it, but but so much of it is dark and has a lot of really just grody nasty shit happening that it detracts from the fun so that it's really just this stagnant awful pile of shit uh so don't ever watch nurse 3 uh the other thing that i've been watching is uh and you guys are going to think i'm lame but adventure time has an ongoing like four part story arc right now with uh a vampire hunting other vampires to extinction and then the vampires come back and it's really cool. It's like a lot of like Buffy, the Vampire Slayer slash, you know, 
like mythological shit about vampires and all their different powers. And it's been really, really fun to watch. So I've been enjoying that. I, I actually had a coworker uh, tell me he's going to lend me the first season of Adventure Time because he thinks that I would like it. I feel bad that I haven't watched it since I'm friends with one of the people who uh, writes and does the voice acting on it. <laughs> like, I feel like just out of friendship by now, I should have watched an episode. So uh, I, I really should get around to doing that. <laughs> so I think I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, no, you should. I mean, season one is a children's show. Season two is a children's show. Season three jumps right into being very inappropriate for children. <laughs> and at this point, I would never, ever tell, let a child watch it. Like, it's super adult. There is an episode where there was, like, implied date rape uh, at one point. Like, it's gotten very, yeah. very adult. And it's it's super, it's a lot like, it's it's got a lot of adult themes to it now, wherein it's like, uh, you know, the universe is uncontrollable and you just need to be a part of it and let it flow through you and around you and shit like that. It's very philosophical in where it is nowadays. The The stretch from season one to the seventh season here uh, is a huge, huge, expansive gap of, of like what the subject matter has become. Uh, so it's really cool. It's been fun to watch that show evolve, and, and I really enjoy it. I, I watched, uh, I only got one. Uh, I watched for a horror movie night, uh, or this is horror movie night. <laughs> for weird ass movie night, I watched um, the movie Future War. Uh, this was not my pick. Someone who comes to the, uh, the the movie night every week was like, "I've got a movie that we have to watch." Uh, I'm not sure if either one of you have seen Future War. It was nope. an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. It is really bad. Uh, it has the uh, the honor quote-unquote, of being the newest film ever screened on Mystery Science Theater 3000, because I think the film came out in, like, 1997 or 98. Uh, and it's basically... Yeah, it's basically about, like, a weird Terminator-like robot. <gasps> this is the one where they're running through the box factory the whole time, right? Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, I totally have... I know about that movie. They're being attacked by, like, the shittiest dinosaur puppets known to man. Uh, and yeah, he's like a weird robot from the future who's hanging out with an ex-nun who now runs a like halfway house for homeless people, <laughs> and it's just horrible. It's it's terrible. Every line is super ADR'd. Like my my one buddy was like, it seems like they shot the movie with a broken shotgun mic that was only capturing one person's voice because when you watch the scenes you can tell that when one guy's talking it's absolutely the dialogue from the day that they shot the movie but every single other person that scene is definitely dubbed in later uh but it's not the same people dubbed it it's just depending on where the camera's pointing the person closest to the camera is the only person whose voice you can actually hear at, from that particular day shoot it's amazing I will not subject you guys to have to watch that for weirdest or for uh, for horror movie night because it is not even like fun in a like it's not even that good in a, a fun so bad it's good way. Uh, but it was it was an all right way to spend an hour and a half with a group of friends. How about you, Scott? Wrap us up. Um, I watched a movie on Netflix called Last Shift, and it was. Uh, pretty entertaining. It's kind. Of, it's um, came out last year, and it's about a woman who is um, spent. She it is her first shift as a police officer, and she is spending it in the old police department 
building on the last night before it gets demolished. So she's basically just kind of like a security guard for the place to make sure that the calls get rerouted and everything. And uh, then some some ghostly shit starts happening, and and she can't really tell what's real and what's not. Kind of in a session nine type way. Uh, it gave me a very session nine vibe. I liked it. I don't know if I'd watch it again, but it was a good character study. The woman who played the main character is a pretty good actress. So um, I don't know. You guys got an hour and a half to kill. I hope that that was kind of a spoiler-free explanation of what the movie is. And, and uh, you know, I'd like, to, I'd like to discuss it with you guys, like, offline and not waste 45 minutes of everybody's time discussing it because I don't think it's that good or that bad. Just middle of the road. All right. And what was it called again? Last Shift. So not Last to be confused shift. with Graveyard Shift. No. I thought you were going to say not to be confused with the last shit, which um, is pretty stinky too. <laughs> we're all, all going to have one. We're all going to have one. <laughs> you never know, but one uh, of them know. will be your last. We, we might actually – might not experience our last shit. It might – poop might just fall out of your body. That's <laughs> supposedly you. a thing that happens commonly with dead bodies. Yep. That's why I always have a butt plug in. <laughs> That's not – the entire reason why. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Summer Party Massacre 2. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you. What, what, a, what, a, what a topper on that birthday. <laughs> uh, so, as always, don't forget that you can send us some emails at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your favorite type of butt plug is. Uh, in in last shit prevention, um, <laughs> send us your questions or send us movie suggestions of films that you think that we should be watching. Uh, next week for the hint, we're gonna say that we. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, workaholics. Workaholics is your hint for next week's movie. Damn, I don't even know what the next movie that we're discussing. <laughs> I, I do. I'm picking up what he's laying down. <laughs> So, uh, you know, again, in the comments on this particular episode on our Facebook page, go ahead and try to guess what movie you think you're going to watch. And hopefully you've chosen wisely and you uh, are able to listen to an episode and be like, oh, I get what they're putting down instead of, you know, just like, I'm just going to watch Workaholics and hope that they do an episode all about that show because uh, that's not what it's going to be. Just a heads up. So go ahead and shoot us those emails at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and uh, I don't know, go on iTunes, rate and review us, tell your friends all that stupid shit that all the other podcasts say and we never do. Give me one second before we start that, okay? Okay. He needs to rub one out. He didn't while uh, watching Summer Party Master <laughs> 2? <laughs> yeah, you damn right I did. Oh, all those feathers, all those pillows. <laughs> Do you like to laugh? 
geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pasta Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 